actually right on the top of page 59a, nun tes amad aleph, In other words, we're trying to explain why it is that Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yossi Aglili have different directions in terms of the way that they sprinkle around the Mizbeach Hazahab, the golden altar, when they sprinkle the blood, why they sprinkle it in different directions. Do they go first to the north and to the west and to the east and to the south, right? Or do they do it the opposite direction? Another way to explain the difference of opinion. If you hold that the hakafa, that the walking around of the, the sprinkling around the altar is done while walking, then everyone would agree that you would derive the case of the sprinkling on the inner mizbeach, inner altar, from the case of the sprinkling on the outer altar. So rather the machlekes over here is like this. One of them holds that sprinkling done while walking around is done while walking on your feet. And one holds the sprinkling is done just with your hand while standing in place. And depending on if you do it walking around, if you do it walking around, then it follows the same order of, of uh, you know, which, which side you sprinkle on first, as does the interior altar. But if you do it while standing in one place, then it does not follow the same order. Another answer, both Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yossi Aglili agree that the hakafa, that the sprinkling is done with your hand while standing in place. One of them says that you derive the laws of sprinkling by hand from the laws of sprinkling when you're walking around as in the um, outer altar. One of them says you do not derive the laws of sprinkling by hand from the laws of sprinkling when walking around. And is that to say that Rabbi holds that hakafa is done, the sprinkling is done by hand? But when the end of the Mishnah teaches, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer says, he stands in place, and he sprinkles. That seems to indicate that Rabbi holds he does not stand in place, but rather he does walk around. Rather, you're going to have to go back to the way we answered earlier. One of them holds that you do the hakafa, you do the sprinkling while walking around. One of them holds you do the sprinkling while standing in place. You do the sprinkling while walking around. You follow the same order as the sprinkling around the big altar, which obviously you're not standing in place because you're not going to be able to hit all four corners. It is far larger than one by one by one. Ama. So therefore, if you're going to walk around, you follow the same order as the one in the outside. And one of them says you don't walk around, and therefore you stand in place and you follow the the order of um, the first one that you get to, and then go back and so forth. Another answer. This is dermachlekes. One of them says when it says saviv mizbeach, and the um, going around of the inner altar should be similar to going around by the outer altar. Since the entire going, the entire inner altar is basically taking up as much space as one corner of the entire outer altar. So therefore, you don't have to go around at all. Tanya, we learned in a vice. There were two Kahanim Gedolim left over from the first base of Mikdash. And they're sitting there and they're elderly and they come to the base Medrash and everyone says to them, we have a question. What did, what did you guys do? Did you walk around or did you stand in place and sprinkle? So one of them says, I stood in place and sprinkled with my hand. And one of them says, I walked around and sprinkled with my hand. 
Each of them gave a reasoning for their halacha. One of them says, I, the, way I, the reason why I walked around, going around to the interior is similar to going around to the exterior. And the other one says, why did I only stand in place and sprinkle? The entire interior mizbeach takes up the amount of space as one horn of the exterior mizbeach. says he stands in place and sprinkles. who is the author of our mission? It is Rabbi Yehuda. Tanya, we learned in a brisa. The mayor says that Rabbi Eliezer says that you stand in place and sprinkle. And all the sprinklings that you're doing, you sprinkle an upwards from above to down. Except for the one that is directly diagonally opposite. That you do from the downward towards the up. The problem with doing downward towards up is that you make it dirty. So therefore, the only one he says you do downward up is the one across you diagonally. It's far away. You won't get dirty. Rabbi Lezer says, according to Rabbi Yehuda's version, he stands in his place and he sprinkles. And all three, he does from up, downward towards up. Except for the one closest to him. That's right in front of him. That he does from an upward to the downward motion. That he will not get dirty. Okay. Continuing the Mishnah analysis. So it says in the Mishnah that he sprinkles onto the Tiharai of the Mizbeach. What is Tiharai? My Tiharai. Amar Rabba Barav Shila. Halgeha the Mizbeach. The exact midpoint of the altar, basically on the wall, on the side of it. The Amri Inchi, as people say, Tahar Tihara. That the moon is shining. Bahave Palgeha the Yame. And it will be the middle, not, not, not the moon, I'm sorry, the sun. And it will be the middle of the day. Mesve, the Gemara challenged this. When he sprinkles, he moves the coals away from on top of it, and then he sprinkles where the coals were. Now, if TRA means on the side of it, right, there's no coals there. So but over here, it's clear that the, it's not on the side, it is on the top. So TRA cannot mean the side, it has to mean the top. The word TRA means on the exposed part of the Mizbeach, as it's written. And like the middle of the of the heavens for clearness, right? For being very clear. Tanya, we learned in a Raisa. Khananya says, he puts it on to the, the uh, he sprinkles the seven sprinkles while he is standing on the north side. says, he's standing on the south side when he sprinkles. What are they arguing about? One of them says that the opening into the Kodesh HaKadosh, the Holy of Holies, is on the south side. One of them says that the opening to the Holy of Holies is on the north side. In the place in which he finishes doing the, the sprinkling of the Karnas, of the horns, that is where he's going to put on the, on the top of the altar. My time, what's the reason? Amar Kura, the Pasuk says, and he will make it clean, and then he will make it holy. The place where he makes it holy, that's where he will end up cleaning it. The leftover of the blood, he ends up sprinkling on the, the, uh, the western 
foundation, the western base of the outer altar. The Amar Krak, as the Pasuk says, as called Dam Hapar Yishvech. And all of the leftover blood of the cow, he will pour it out. Which means to say that as you come out, when he's coming out of the Kodesh HaKadash, the Holy of Holies, that's where he's going to come first, and that's where he will pour it first. And it was from the outer altar. Then he pours it onto the southern part of the foundation of the base. When we talk about the, the base of the Mizbeach, that's referring to the southern base. Do we mean the southern base or do we mean the western base? Amrit, I'll explain. Learn out the way that you come down from the from the Mizbeach, from the ramp, the same way the going out of the Heichal of the sanctuary. Just like the going out of the sanctuary is on the place which is closest to him. That's where you pour the blood. The Ezeh, which is this, right? Ezeh, Yisoyed my rabbi, that's the western base. So when you come down from the Zbeach, you turn around and pour it on the side that's closest to you, which is which? It's not the western, it's the southern. Tanya, we learned in Hebrew, both places you sprinkle on the southern, I'm sorry, on the western side. Same way you sprinkle when you're coming out of the, out of the holies on the western side, so too, when you're coming down the Zbeach, you sprinkle on the western side. Both them you sprinkle on the southern side. According to Rabbi Shmuel, he holds that you learn out the, the thing that is not explicit from the Torah from the thing that is explicit. And that's why you can learn out the idea of going from the from the uh, west to west. Why does he say you go south to south? Where does he learn that from? He holds that the entrance into the into the Heichal was on the south. And since the entrance was on the south, then the, when you're coming out of the Heichal, indeed, the first place that the that the Kohen was going to see would be the southern corner of the Mizbeach. So the same way he sprinkles when coming out of the Holy of Holies on the southern corner of the Mizbeach, so too when he's coming down the ramp, he sprinkles on the southern corner of the Mizbeach. That explains Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, why he argues on Rav Shemal. At one point, the the Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was taught the rules of Rabbi Shmuel's rules. And indeed, he uh, reconciled himself and said that actually, I agree, both of them should be on the southern side. The Simonic, the way to remember this, Gabri The students of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai convinced Rabbi Shmuel to agree with them because there's many against the few. He said, both of them go into this, um, the canal, and they flow out, and then they sell them to the Gananim, to the people who are using it for fertilizer, and if they don't pay for it, they will be mo'el, they will be trespassing in the holy. We learned in Ebrisa, you can be mo'el, you can you can break the laws of trespassing the sacred by using the blood that is sacred blood. That's what we've been used for sacrifices. It says you can do that. Not, not that you could, in other words, not that you should, but that it is possible to violate the laws even with blood that has already been sprinkled on the Mizbeach. Reb Shimon, uh, Reb Shimon, and Reb and Reb Shimon both say you could still violate it. They say you cannot violate that. Turning the page down, the test phase. The only machlekas here is on a rabbinic level, can you still violate me'ila? Can you still be in violation of 
of a transgress of trespassing by using this item after it's been sprinkled. I would the rice in my behind, but everybody agrees that on a Torah level, you cannot you cannot actually uh, be in violation of this problem. So mina animili, how do you know this? Amar ula ula says Amar kra. The pasuk says lachem to you, right? Shalachem yehei. I have given the blood to you. The very Rabbi Shimon Tana, the very Rabbi Shimon teaches lechaper to atone. Lekapar nesatif velo lemeila. I gave the blood for the purpose of atoning for your sins by being sprinkled on the mizbeach, but not that you can actually transgress a prohibition of trespassing and using the holy in an inappropriate way. Since it has already been sprinkled and has atoned for you, it can no longer be a transgression of trespassing. Rabbi Yechonon, Rabbi Yechonon says, Amar Kral, the Pasuk says, who, it, lifnei kapara kalachar kapara, before atonement is the same as it is after atonement. Just like after atonement, and there's no such thing as me'ila, because you've already had atonement, you can't do me'ila anymore. So to before the atonement, you also cannot violate me'ila. The aim of maybe should be the opposite. After kapara is like before kapara. Just like before the atonement, it's possible to do me'ila. Even after the atonement, it's possible to do me'ila. There is nothing that if you've already done the mitzvah with it, that you can still transgress the prohibition of me'ila after the mitzvah and the kapara has already happened. And is there nothing? There's the removal of the ashes from the Mizbeach in the morning. And Allah is that you're not allowed to use it or else you're going to violate Me'ila. So we see that even though it's already fulfilled its mitzvah, you could still be in violation of Me'ila. So that's not true, right? Mishum, the have a Hadashin, Ubig Dei Kahuna, Shneik Suvan The Gemara says it's true. Chumas Hadashin is the exception. But Chumas Hadashin is the exception together with a different law, together with the laws that the Kohen Gadol when he does the service on Yom Kippur, after he finishes, you're not allowed to use it anymore. If somebody uses it in an improper way, they will be in violation of Me'ilah. You have two different verses about two different things in the Torah telling you these two elements, after the service has been done with them, you can still violate Me'ilah. Now we have a principle that anytime you have two verses in the Torah about two different topics that technically you could have learned one out from the other, so it's really superfluous. What's coming to teach you is you can no longer derive through the principle, what we call binyan av, that if you have a source in the Torah, that in theory, you should be able to derive other laws from it, right? If you needed two different places to tell you the same type of idea, well, really, why can't you just derive one from the other? Why can't you derive everything from one place? The answer is if you needed to teach you in two different places, the reason is teach you that only in these two places can you have this law, but nowhere else. So only by Chumas Hadashen and only the, the removal of the ashes, and only by the garments that the Kohen Gadol wears in Yom Kippur is it possible to be in violation of Me'ila even after the mitzvah has been accomplished with it, right? Whenever you have two verses teaching the same exact halacha, then it's coming to limit that you cannot learn from either one of these verses to anywhere else in the Torah. It's limited to just these two places that this principle applies, that even after fulfilling the mitzvah, even after achieving atonement with this object, it is still possible to actually be in violation of me'ila, of transgressing the, the prohibition of trespassing of the holy property. Okay. Take care, guys. Be well. Good night.